welcome. You are listening to the Power Hour here at CJLO, 1690 AM in Montreal. My name is William Power. I'm with Dominic Demeester. So, folks, we got a good show lined up for you this week. We got a few newses, or sorry, a few news going on in the NFL with Dalvin Cook. Uh, and a few other running back situations there as well. Uh, before we get into all that, Dominic, how are you? I'm doing amazing, William. How are you? I'm okay, Dominic. I could be better. The Miami Heat lost, unfortunately, uh, 4-1 to the Denver Nuggets. That was uh, that was a little bit sad for me, but look, still proud of the run Miami Heat went on. But I think for for Denver, it was just their time. It was their year. Uh, Jokic is, is an absolute one-man wrecking crew. I'm happy for the Canadian uh, Jamal Murray, but it would have been good for Miami if we topped it off, but still proud of the season that uh, that Miami did have. Uh, Warrior, did you catch any of the, that series? Oh, yeah, 100%. That was just... A beautiful thing to watch for Denver. I mean, let's face it. This team came and played very, very well. They basically beat LeBron James hands down with a, I mean, a sweep like that. That's just, you're you're, you're aligning yourself with that momentum and they took care of Miami. Miami did an amazing job. I love Jimmy Butler. I think great things are on the way for Miami. They'll probably add a big player next year. That's exactly what I'm hoping for. Hopefully, we'll we'll do that. Uh, yeah, great run for Miami. I'll be better, Dominic. This show is going to make me forget about that and make me uh, maybe a little bit more happy for the next hour or so. So let's jump into some NFL. Uh, a few things on top. Like I said, we got Dalvin Cook officially being waived by the Minnesota Vikings. Um, it's funny. I was uh, at flight football the other day, and I was talking with a few of uh, my friends, and like they were just shocked, right? Dalvin Cook... Um, Look, unfortunately, he has uh, trouble staying on the football field. Uh, he's dealt with a few injuries, has Cook. Uh, but when he plays, we know he's one of the best running backs in football. There was a thing on Facebook. Is he top five? Is he top ten? I guess before we get uh, into potential landing spots, where would you rank Dalvin Cook, Tom? Uh, do you think he cracks your top five? Is he a top ten guy? Do you want to see more of him being able to, to stay healthy on the football field? I'm curious because I know when he plays, he's an incredible running back. Uh, he runs with a lot of force. He's kind of that uh, that north uh, north south football player. So yeah, where do you think Dalvin Cook ranks in your uh, running back power rankings? If he's healthy, you would have to put him top five because of his ability to catch the football. You know, he reminds me a lot of Alvin Kamara. Both of these backs are extremely fast and they can catch the ball in the backfield, but they're never able to sustain their entire year on the field. And I mean, that seems to be kind of becoming the norm in the NFL. We've added an extra football game. A lot of running backs aren't able to play maybe as much as they used to. I can't really figure out why, but we're definitely seeing that with the small contracts of like, you know, four or five years max right out, right out of the gate, depending if you get drafted first overall. And after that, once you've done your five years, they're already starting to look elsewhere. And it's really sad because these running backs at the end of the day, they're looking for that big contract, their second contract, right? After their rookie contract. But we're seeing the NFL, a lot of teams are shying away from that and just want to, you know, draft rookie running backs. And I think that's probably going to change. But we've talked about the salary cap and uh, when that's going to potentially change uh, with the whole new collective bargaining agreement. That won't be for a while. Not the salary cap per se, but the design of it. So I don't know. I'm very sad to see a guy like Dalvin Cook having problems finding himself a job currently in the NFL. Granted, it's only been give or take a week or so, but I hope he gets signed and I hope he ends up like, I said last week, 
about Kansas City gobbling up these great players. You know, Kansas City does not have a great running back right now. Imagine what Dalvin Cook would do on a team like Kansas City. That would be incredible. We talked about D-Hop, and I think that D-Hop, you know, will take his talents to Kansas City. Now, you know, I thought a deal would be done by now. We'll get into that a little later on. But you just talk about uh, career lengths and in the NFL, and it's obvious that running backs have the shortest ones. You know, it makes sense. Look, what are they doing there? Touching the football more than anyone else, I guess, obviously, besides quarterback, but they're taking a beating. Um, they're blocking, they're doing this, that, and the other thing. And like you said, Dalvin Cook is a guy who could catch the ball out of the out of the backfield as well. So I think I'm with you. When he's healthy, he's top. I, I put him top 10 right now just because we always say your best ability is availability. And unfortunately, he just hasn't been able to consistently stay on the football field. But for Minnesota, it's um it's surprising for them because you look at let's look at the Vikings point of view here and then we can talk about potential landing spots for Cook. Minnesota loses Adam Thielen in the offseason. He goes to Carolina. He's going to help uh, that offense out Bryce Young and hopefully uh, spark some uh, some offensive plays for the Carolina Panthers who are very much in need of that. Um now Dalvin Cook is gone. So for Minnesota, you got Justin Jefferson, uh, obviously one of the, if not the best wide receiver in football. You got TJ Hawkinson, who I really like that they added. I mean, besides that, yeah, you got Osborne, but like, I think there's a, a way, way too much pressure right now on Justin Jefferson. Like, he's going to have to put 3,000 receiving yards for this team to make the playoffs. Like, I just don't know where this offense is going to come from. I don't think Kirk Cousins is good enough quarterback to necessarily put the team on his back with a guy I don't want to say just like Justin Jefferson but with Justin Jefferson as not the main piece but as really as almost the only piece in this offense look if there's one player I want in the NFL right now it's probably Jefferson but what I'm saying is you have to be able to surround him with a supporting cast and I think that while Adam Thielen hasn't been a wide receiver one really maybe ever in Minnesota with you know Stephon Diggs always being that guy I think that you know, people are going to find out pretty quickly that Adam Thielen had a bigger role on this Vikings team than people realize. And now with Dalvin Cook on, I'm, I'm not sure how much I like this out of Minnesota. You know, potentially maybe they'll be able to go out and get a star. Maybe can they get a guy like D-Hop? That would be incredible. You know, we haven't really linked DeAndre Hopkins to Minnesota. Uh, that'd be something else to pair him up with Jefferson. But for Minnesota now, if I'm a fan, I'm not really sure I love where this team is headed just because I feel like there's a lot of pressure now on Jefferson who can handle it. Uh, but you want to make sure as an offense, you're not really a one-trick pony and you're able to keep defenses guessing. And with the loss of Thielen and now Cook, uh, I'm, I'm not sure defenses are going to uh, have a lot of game planning to do if uh if all they're going to you know need to do is just focus and double if not triple team jefferson well i obviously think that minnesota clearly is not done adding pieces to this team i do think that this is definitely a calculated move and we got to give minnesota the benefit of the doubt they think maybe they can ride with alexander madison but we both know that for the entire season we don't believe alexander madison is going to be able to play all those games. So let's have a look really quick at free agency. So free agency, I see Ezekiel Elliott and Kareem Hunt. What is the drop-off between uh, Dalvin Cook and Ezekiel Elliott and Dalvin Cook and Kareem Hunt? You know, to me, there's not that much drop-off. So how much money is either of these players asking for? And at the end of the day, I would probably have to go with the cheapest, you know, contract. Maybe it is Kareem Hunt who comes in you know, at 27 years old, and he would be a very similar player to Dalvin Cook. So this is definitely a cost-benefit analysis is how much can we get out of Dalvin Cook? He's been injured a lot. Where do we see him going? Obviously, Minnesota thought 
elsewhere. Let's go some other direction, maybe even get a younger back that people have kind of like give gave up on. Uh, maybe a Benny Snell uh, that Pittsburgh used to have. He's 25 years old. You know, he's had up and down games, but uh, again, only 25. So maybe they look at age here. But I think Minnesota is doing a lot of funky things. I don't know where this team is going. I'm not really currently a fan of any of it. I think it all comes down to their head coach, Kevin O'Connell, building the team that he wants. And clearly he doesn't want Dalvin Cook. He's going to have to find himself a new back. I don't think Alexander Madison is the answer in Minnesota. And right now, if I have to look at Minnesota's roster without anything else added to it, this is not a playoff team. Yeah, it's and it's, it's not really that far-fetched, right? I mean, you want to look at depth on this team. And yeah, I, I love the addition of Hawkinson um, just uh, you know, just over a season ago. I, I think it fits perfectly. And he's shown that he can fit into any offense and produce right away because he uh, really took no time getting used to a Kirk Cousins and, and putting up points for this Minnesota Vikings team. So I like him paired up with Jefferson. But yeah, I think you need to have a solid back if you're Minnesota. You know, they're a team that likes to run the football. Um and, you know, Cremont may not be a bad idea either. Cremont, you said only 27. I feel like he's been in the NFL forever. It feels like he's 37. But when I take a chance to him, let him try and be an, a running back number one, right? Because he's always kind of been, uh, since entering the NFL, an RB2 and, you know, behind guys, behind Nick Chubb. Uh, maybe now is his chance to, to kind of show that he could be a starting running back. And it's true. Elliot, too, I think people forget he's a free agent. Uh, and, you know, there's been very, very quiet on Ezekiel Elliott's front uh, over over the course of really the last, like, I guess you can see a few weeks, if not a month or so. Um, we haven't really heard much there. And then you look at this division, like Minnesota right now has a legit shot to win this division, even with the squad they have now. So I feel like they should be pressed to kind of make a move uh, and, uh, you know, try and better their team. And, you know, I, I said D-Hop just kind of uh, talking out of the blue there, but maybe, you know, if, if D-Hop is okay with a cheap contract, he wants to be paired up with Jefferson, that would be a scary lineup. So, yeah, Minnesota, I think you may have said it best, Tom. They hopefully aren't done adding pieces because I think right now, if you just look at who, from where they were last year to this year, um, they're considerably a worse team. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, with, the, with the division being up for grabs, you want to make sure that you're able to, uh, to to snatch it right away. And with Green Bay struggling in Chicago, they're good. But, you know, Justin Fields is still young. Uh, and the Detroit Lions are kind of always the up and down squad. So uh, see what happens there. But, yeah, if you're Minnesota now, uh, you got to kind of uh, add some pieces. For Dalvin Cook, um, we've seen his, uh, his name linked to, to a few teams now. Obviously, he played his ball at Florida State uh, as a Dolphins fan. I'd love to see Dalvin Cook. We talked a little bit about it last week. Potential landing spots for him. I really can see him fit well in Miami uh, and with the system uh, that um, McDaniel is running. And I think that he seems to want to go to Miami. Look, all this could be just, uh, you know, rumors floating about. We talk about, talk about teams that need a running back. Uh, Miami is definitely a team that could, that could use a running back. For me, Buffalo, you know, I, you know, you talk about wanting to change their offense a little and become a little bit less predictable in the passing game. Uh, why not get, yeah, Dalvin Cook there and, uh, you know, where his, uh, where his brother played? Uh, yeah. Where do you think are potential good landing spots for Dalvin Cook himself and also a team that uh, you feel could get the, the most out of him uh, heading into next season? Well, like I said at the top of the show, I think that uh, Kansas City, uh, I know I keep on throwing this team out there but it's true this they're such a smart organization they could find a way to convince Dalvin Cook to have a smaller contract for one year maybe and uh get a chance to win the Super Bowl that's what it's all about right I don't believe in Kansas City's uh running backs right now let's take a quick peek at uh exactly who is currently on the roster I mean would you take Dalvin Cook over our friend Isaiah Pecco I mean like yeah he had a nice little Super Bowl 
a little run there with Kansas City, Isaiah did, but I don't believe in Pecco that, that much. I don't think he's a great, phenomenal running back. Give me Dalvin Cook any day. And then you have Jarek McKinnon, who's been in the league for a long time, and uh, Clyde Edward Allaire, who can catch the ball in the backfield, but has a lot of problems staying on the football field due to his size. So Kansas City, even though they're at the bottom of the salary cap, they would have to make some moves. But I, if there's one weakness with this Kansas City team, and eventually we'll, it'll, it'll catch up to them, is the, the running back position. You know, you could add Kadarius Tony to this offense and hope he's going to become a number one wide receiver. But I still see some holes in Kansas City's offense as good as they are. Uh, so that's why I always come and say if a, guy, if a guy like Hopkins is available, bring him to Kansas City. And if a guy like Cook is available, bring him to Kansas City as well. You said that the the lack of, of running game will put them in the butt eventually, Kansas City. Will it really, though? <laughs> I know what you mean, and I, I tend to agree with you. But this team just finds a way to make it work. And I'm like, I'm not sure in an era where there's so much passing football, uh, passing of the football, that it, it really will. Do you think, what are your thoughts on that? I know you said that, and I get what you're saying. Why do you think that eventually it would kind of, uh, you know, bite, bite them in the butt there? Because you know, obviously we know they're the best quarterback in the NFL, the best tight end. And uh, with Andy Reid, he could kind of scheme up anything with anyone uh why would you say that eventually it would uh it would kind of uh backfire on them do you think the offense is becoming too predictable well i just think that the more tape you have on a player and the more situations changes in other words like they just lost juju smith schuster yeah as much as people might think that juju is not a great you know wide receiver it, it takes that holding penalty for kansas city to win that super bowl last year and then that was on who on juju yeah. This guy was definitely a number one receiver, and he probably will prove that in New England this year. I don't see a number one wide receiver currently in the Kansas City Chiefs roster, and that's concerning. Therefore, if there's not, not a number one, then you could start loading the box a lot more and maybe put it more coverage on Travis Kelsey now that there's not already enough co uh, coverage yeah. on Travis Kelsey. But I'm just saying you just you can't be one-dimensional. And right now, I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and I'm a little bit concerned. It's it's one dimensional with Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. They've won two Super Bowls, so what? A, who am I to say? But I still know that obviously in this league, there's so much parity. We just saw Frank Clark end up in Denver. You know that's that's going to be a pretty decent defense coming at yeah. KC two games during the year. So I'm not as comfortable uh, if I'm the Kansas, a Kansas City fan. I'm not as comfortable as I was in years past. And therefore, when I got two beautiful free agents out there just waiting to be plucked, two veterans, may I add. Why not yeah. Kansas City? These guys definitely want to win a Super Bowl. It's just about dollars and cents and whether or not as free agency, you know, goes to August roughly. Well, that's going to be times where someone's going to have to make a decision as to do I want to play for the money or do I want to play for the ring? And that's what it usually comes down to. And I think that at the end of the day, both these guys don't have a Super Bowl ring. Why don't you come to Kansas City? Kansas City is just waiting to win another one. And it'd be a great landing spot for both. Yeah, I think it's it really is. You talk about a win-win. That is a win-win. The Chiefs, um, like, do they have that wide receiver one? And you're right. And I guess the wide receiver one is Travis Kelsey. As crazy as it sounds, to have a tight end as your wide receiver one, uh, but he really is just that good. And I think that you know you're able to add. If you're able to add a guy like Diop, it, it makes this team just so much more unpredictable. That's kind of why I posed a question a few weeks ago. I said, you know, did Kansas City need to make a move in this offseason? And do they need to make a move? You know, probably not. But with the NFL getting better, and like you said, tape, and, you know, I, I just I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to be as poor as they were last year. you got to think the AFC is going to continue to get better because since, you know, five years ago from today, the AFC is absolutely stacked. And you could really pick five or six teams uh, just from that conference alone that you could see winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I think 
that, you know, teams are making ground on the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, potentially a big move is in store for them. So continue with some NFL talk. I talked about quickly about the NBA Finals. Congrats to Denver Nuggets. Dom, have you caught any of the NHL playoffs as we record this? It's Tuesday. Vegas is currently up 3-1. Have you been following that at all? Yeah, 100%. Uh, the Florida Panthers. Wow, nobody saw this coming. And no. now they're down 3-1. to one. And I do think I smell this series going the distance. Oh, Usually right now, you know, Vegas is looking pretty nice. But... Florida's there for a reason, so I think this series is going seven games. Hey, I like it. I'll take it. Uh, you know, those uh, those Miami fans, unfortunately, had to deal with the loss of the Heat, so that would be cool if the Florida Panthers could make some noise and, and come back and win three straight games. Vegas, great team, uh, and, uh, yeah, they're looking to – both teams looking to win their first um, – Stanley Cup in franchise history. Pretty exciting. All right, let's get back to some NFL news. We talked about Dalvin Cook is really the big story right now, where he's going to land, uh, what he has left on the uh, on the tank. And, yeah, so, you know, teams Miami, there's Buffalo, there's Kansas City, like you said. Uh, I think a few maybe dark horse teams uh, that could maybe land a guy like Dalvin Cook. Because, I mean, uh, at this point, I don't want to say it's surprising because he kind of just got um, – waived but i think that you know when you see uh potential lining spots for players and then taking long to sign uh it, you know it kind of lessens the chance of signing for them because you know we've seen dalvin cook linked to a few teams um there may be a few teams that you know kind of that we're not thinking about uh that dalvin cook could maybe be taking his talents to uh and uh I guess you, at this point you never know you don't know if dalvin cook's playing for a ring you don't know if dalvin cook's going to play for the money or if he just wants to be in a good system that kind of benefits him uh we talked about teams that will instantly fit and will be a match made in heaven. Are there teams that you think that maybe are flying under the radar when it comes to Dalvin Cook, Dom, and that we haven't uh, considered maybe uh, he'll be playing for next season? Oh, for sure. The one and only Los Angeles Rams. I'm like... Oh, wow, it's a good one. Yeah, this team, I'm not impressed, and I have no clue if they're trying to finish dead last. You know, But losing Ramsey, to me, it was like almost the soul of that defense. But I know that clearly Aaron Donald's the soul of the defense. But he was his twin brother. I honestly think right now Los Angeles is going nowhere. I don't trust Matthew Stafford at all. I think he's maybe one year hit away from his career to be over. Uh, Stenson Bennett, they, they bring this guy as a rookie in. I mean, I, Stenson Bennett, yeah, sure. Great college football player. Can that translate onto the football field? We'll have to wait and see. They do have, you know, Cooper Cup, who is a very good player. But that injury last year, it was bad. And. We can't wait to see what he's going to be like this year. He's getting older in age. So at the running back position, you have Cam Akers. I mean, this guy was supposed to be gone. Somehow yeah. stayed on the team. Uh, Kyrene Williams, a guy that we talked about last year, never really got a shot. And I don't think they are, are fully committed to him as well. So why not bring Dalvin Cook to the Rams? At least there's a bit more firepower at the running back position. Provides Matthew Stafford with a bit of like, you know, breathing room to throw the football because the Rams, eesh, they might be dead last in the NFC when it's all said and done. I know that's a big, bold statement with yeah. a lot of people liking Sean McVay, but even Sean McVay wanted to leave at one point. So I don't know where the Rams are going, but might as well add some weapons. You have the money just a bit to probably fit Dalvin Cook in. Why not bring Dalvin Cook? You, you talk about a fall from grace, and this may be the biggest drop-off from being Super Bowl champions to just a few years later. I don't want to say being irrelevant, but it's like you think about the Rams now, and it feels like that Super Bowl was so, so long ago, like it was a decade ago. Um, 
And look, they've dealt with their fair share of injuries. Of course, Cooper Cup, the heart and soul of the team, was injured uh, and, uh, and you know, just wasn't able to play. But even when he was in this offense, this this Rams team just didn't seem to be a Super Bowl contender that they were in the years past when they are able to beat Cincinnati. Uh, it's almost like this Rams team is forgotten, which is crazy to think about because you think that this team had the ability to potentially become a dynasty. You know, you got Matt Stafford. Um, and they kind of rejuvenated there with the Rams. You got Sean McVay, you got Cooper Cup, like I said, you got Cam Akers. At one point, you had Odell, you had Allen Robinson, you had Higby, and you had a great defense, one of the best in the league, Aaron Donald. Uh, like you mentioned, Jalen Ramsey, and at the time they had Bobby Wagner. But it's like at this point, it's I don't want to go as far as saying the Rams are irrelevant, but it's, this is a very, very interesting season now for the Los Angeles Rams. And I'm really glad that you, you brought them up because – not only do like are they not really a Super Bowl contender, is at this point, like you gotta think San Francisco to in that division. Okay, Arizona should quote unquote come in dead last if we're looking at you know Vegas odds and yada 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 and, and all that stuff. Um, and then you know, you got uh you got the Rams in there, and so you're not really sure what you're gonna get uh, out of the Rams. And then, of course, there's the Seahawks, uh, and uh, Seahawks <laughs> with Geno Smith now, he, he's not gonna be doubted, so maybe they'll finish with a better record as well. But for the Rams, it's I'm not sure. Uh, what this team needs. I'm not sure if it's just, okay, we're going to get we, Cooper Cup is healthy now. We're going to be okay. Let's not make a mountain out of a molehill. And once we get Cup back, everything's going to be okay. But you look at this roster from top to bottom, and Cam Akers severely underperformed uh, last year. And Dalvin Cook could be a very good spot for, for, for him to land. I know I'm kind of taking it more from the Rams point of view here and less about Dalvin Cook, but I just, since you've been watching football longer than I have, I'm a little bit older. I'm not sure. I remember a team that won the Super Bowl and then just a year later, even a few years later became, uh, you know, irrelevant, maybe, maybe the wrong word, but just like, just not a threat at all. Almost a, a team that teams want to play when they're needing a victories or, you know, in the last few years or since you started watching, can you remember a team that went from Super Bowl champs to kind of where the Rams are at now? There's always a Super Bowl hangover for a lot of football teams. Yeah. That was last year for, for the Rams. I just yeah. think that we've seen that. I would I can't nothing comes to mind really quick. I, yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of teams that bounced back in their third year, but mm-hmm. I just don't see a lot of talent other than right. Cooper Cup yeah. and Matthew Stafford. And you're hoping that this kind of like Starts back next year where it left off three years ago, but three years ago is still three years ago, and people are getting a lot older. So, and I the, the biggest uh, obvious kind of like highlight here to say is Sean McVay not even wanting to continue as coach of the Rams, and it took him a long time to make a decision, and he made a decision uh, to stick there. But I just I'm surprised that he did. I thought he was out the door. I thought the Rams were just going to go in a different direction and that experiment was over, but he's still there. So if he's still there, clearly he believes, but he's going to have to prove to me what kind of running game is going to be in Los Angeles. Cause right now I had cam Akers last year in my fantasy and I got to see him a lot and he just didn't want to be there. He checked out. So there's something bizarre happening and maybe in the locker room, obviously disagreements between coaches and players. That's obviously normal. The fact that he's still on this football team shows me that clearly something was resolved, but I'll have to believe it and to see it because he was not that great Kevin Kier's last year at all. So why not bring in Dalvin Cook? 
I like that. You talk about two guys that need to step it up on this offense. The first guy for me is Van Jefferson. Uh, you know, he had a lot of promise coming out of Florida. And I liked him. I liked his speed. I liked his ability to track the football, uh, his hands, and kind of his, uh, you know, the, the way that uh, he, he's able to kind of just find the football there when he was with Florida. We haven't really seen that with the Rams. And Tutu Atwell coming out of Louisville, he was an absolute speedster, a short guy, but a guy that can burn the top out of any defenses. So I think that, you know, if you're the Rams and you're a Rams fan, you want to see more production out of these two guys van jefferson being the first guy to do out well as well um because like look right now you look at the, the roster and it's just cooper cup that kind of shines bright out there um there's which, one guy there's one guy i would really yeah. quick, I'll just keep an eye on puka nakua is a young rookie ride receiver he might take van jefferson's spot by the end of the season they'll need somebody that they drafted to become a star really quick and i'm already hearing good things about this guy Puka Nakua, keep an eye on him. Ride receiver for the Rams. Okay, nice, good stuff. You always get those uh, kind of those hidden gems. That's that's a good take there, Don. But yeah, exactly. So you got guys like him and uh, Jefferson as well, and and Atwell. That you know, the three of them are going to even Ben Skronik. I like Skronik coming out of Notre Dame. I watched him a little bit. He was solid there. They're going to need to make some plays. They're not going to need to you know put up eight to nine catches a game two touchdowns 100 yards but they're gonna need to be able to move the chains and take the load a little bit off of uh cooper cup because uh you know right now he's gonna be double and even not triple teams we talk about teams dalvin cook could potentially land that we haven't talked about and i'm gonna bring up a team down that you know very well is your pittsburgh steelers uh the steelers i'd say since Le'Veon Bell haven't had that, you know, star running back. And this is kind of an old school football team and a team that loves to run the football. You know, you've had James Conner there. You had a few guys come in and come out. And I'm not sure Dalvin Cook would, you know, even want to play with a team like Pittsburgh. Uh, no offense there, just because Pittsburgh is kind of in that rebuild mode. But, you know, if Pittsburgh could offer him money, I'm not sure what their salary cap situation is. And uh, this is kind of the old school town. Uh, and I feel like Dalvin Cook fits that that mold with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think that maybe uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers from year end. Have you heard anything with him being linked to Dalvin, with them being linked to Dalvin Cook or potentially getting a running back, maybe Zeke? Uh, do you think that if Dalvin Cook were to, to join the Pittsburgh Steelers, they could get the most out of him? Or do you think it's kind of Dalvin Cook needs to go to an instant contender and uh, that's kind of more where he's going to be taking his talents at this point of his career? No, you pick a very interesting team that obviously has a salary cap to do whatever they want. So I think that it could very potentially be a landing spot. In Pittsburgh, I know we're all sold on Najee Harris, but this team to be successful is going to need Najee Harris to have like a fantasy year this year. So we saw it a bit year one, and then we saw the skilled back on his you know touches in year two. Najee Harris that they did because Jalen Warren came out of nowhere as a young rookie running back uh, that showed a lot of promise for the one-two punch. So if they're, it's all about Pittsburgh's strategy. If they're still planning on running the football, I think Dalvin Cook's a lot better than Jalen Warren, even though I like what I saw with Jalen Warren. But it'd be a really nice safety blanket to bring in Dalvin Cook, I would admit, because I expect Najee, if the Steelers want to have a great season, they better give him the ball 25 times a game because Pittsburgh's going to need to run the ball a lot this year if they're going to be successful. I think Kenny Pickett still, you know, is in a, in a learning curve. And those young wide receivers are pretty much I, George Pickens is the guy that I'm eyeing here. And yeah. they also have Calvin Austin III that we didn't get to see last year because he was injured. So a lot of young faces. And to, to provide that confidence, you need to run the football to get these guys acclimated back on a long journey for a Super Bowl run. I think Mike Tomlin knows what he's doing. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. Jalen Warren probably will be his number two. 
but I'd be impressed if they brought in a guy like Dalvin Cook to kind of like make sure that this team is going to give it all to make it at least to the playoffs. Well, that's the thing, right? Don't get me wrong. Najee Harris is a great running back and one of the league's best uh, young running backs. And I think that, you know, we've seen that the recipe of let's feed a running back this many times and see what he can do. And, you know, at a certain point, the running back, you know, the wear and tear on the body, right? It's a shortened career and, and, you know, miss games. So I think that maybe with that one-two punch with Cook and... um Najee Harris could potentially work there. Obviously, there are more uh, running back needy teams as well. Um, something that we talked about off air is that uh, is uh, I guess uh, we'll continue with the Dalvin Cook talk potentially a little bit later. But Frank Clark joining, uh, staying in the AFC West and joining his rivals in the Denver Broncos. This was a surprise to me. I thought you know. Frank Clark is not necessarily the first guy you think of when you thought of that Chiefs defense, but he was still a solid piece in the Super Bowl runs, um, and you know he was good I love his length and I love kind of the way he played his position now um and you got to think that he knows the Kansas City Chiefs playbook uh at least their defensive playbook and obviously a little bit of the offensive playbook as well like obviously much easier said than done to 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 stop this Kansas City Chiefs offense but I think if you're Denver this is a solid piece you're adding not only are you adding a Super Bowl contender but you're adding somebody from your rivals somebody that you know is used to playing in the division uh and that you know would have a lot of juice now and, and energy when playing the Kansas City Chiefs you got to think that when he plays the Chiefs uh twice a year that he's going to get their best game out of them Frank look I was surprised the Chiefs let him go and like of course as a Super Bowl contender, you can't keep everybody and, you know, guys are going to want to get paid, yada, yada, so I understand that. But I think this is a solid piece and this may be a signing that slips under the radar and I think it's good that we talk about it on the show because this could be an instant boost for this uh, Denver Broncos defense that's looking for a bit of a spark, uh, especially after uh, last season, uh, last season's woes. Yo, this is a huge pickup. It's a <laughs> massive pickup. It ignites that defense. I'm a huge Frank Clark fan, and I've been waiting to see where he was going to sign. I am shocked that he ended up in the division. In other words, yeah. going to be playing against KC. Wow, that's information, like you said, William. That's mm -hmm. a guy that knows how to attack this offensive line. I'm sure Andy Reid's going to do a lot of things that are going to be different. But listen, now we got Josie Jewell, Alex Singleton, Randy Gregory. They drafted Drew Saunders. And I, I like this guy, Baron Browning. They're going to be able to get to the quarterback. So I'm afraid that now Kansas City is going to have to even become deadlier on offense. And that's why I keep on mentioning these free agents. They're going to counter Kansas City, Will. They're going to counter with more offense. That's the only way. If you have a strong defense coming at you week in and week out, at least twice a week, or sorry, twice a year, you're going to have to do something because you're trying to win the division. So expect KC to address that and probably at the running back position to counteract the amount of pass rush that Denver is going to bring to Pat Mahomes. Because to beat Pat Mahomes, you got to get him, you know, off somewhere in that passing game. And that's usually through the blitz. Frank Clark can bring the pressure. Fantastic move. Because when you got a guy like Sean Payton scheming, wow, it's going to be a beautiful thing to watch. You got me believing a lot more in Denver. Uh, you're the one who brought Denver to the foreground this year, and you said Russell Wilson this, Russell Wilson that. I'm not a fan of these receivers, but when you're building that defense the way you are in Denver, that's the bright spot. So if that defense plays light out, you never know. Denver could win the division. Hey, crazy things have happened, right? I'm not really sure why, uh, you know, the, the Denver Broncos have been on my mind as much as they have been. I know one thing's for sure is I know that Russell Wilson is capable of, and I know that, 
it cannot be a worse season for him and this offense than it was last year. And I think that because of that, a lot of teams may be kind of, uh, you know, putting putting this team, uh, you know, under the radar and kind of dismissing them. So I think that whenever a team is dismissed, you got to play, uh, you play with a big uh, chip on your shoulder. And I think that that's going to be exactly the case for the Denver Broncos. Um and yeah, that division too. Kansas City is obviously, obviously the clear-cut favorites there. But uh, you know, the AFC now can't forget with the extra wild card spot. You got three wild card teams making it, uh, and there's always uh, you know a few teams that we think are going to make the playoffs that kind of slip up, and a few teams that uh, you know we didn't have on our uh, on our I guess you can say power rankings top ten uh, that uh, able to squeeze into the playoffs. Uh, cool here article by the uh, uh, NFL.com here. We talked about obviously the Denver Nuggets and them winning their first NBA championship. Um, there's a cool article, uh, uh, I guess you say, an article by Eric Eldman here, and he talks about teams winning their first Super Bowl and who have has the best chance. Uh, and obviously, like I said, the Denver Nuggets win their their first NBA uh, finals here. I guess I can throw it over to you, Don. There's a ton of teams now that we could see that potentially winning their first Super Bowl. You look at the Bengals. Obviously, there's the Bills, there's the Chargers, um, and then you have you know close teams like I don't want to say close, but I mean potentially the Lions here, the Jaguars. We talked about Minnesota, the Browns. Uh, I know I doubt that there. Um, and then you got other teams as well. If I have to uh, ask you to pick one team, obviously there's a, there's a few teams there and a few good teams in the AFC that has the best chance of winning their first championship like the Nuggets, Nuggets did yesterday. Who is the first team that comes to mind for you? Hmm, it's a tough question. I'm really going to bank on Detroit probably to have a very good season this year because they never oh, won a Super Bowl. They're... Their fan base has been dying to get any playoff action. Now, I do think at the quarterback position that Jared Goff could play during the season. No problems. This guy is kind of like a fantasy darling sometimes. I've seen his stats. They're pretty decent. However, it's when the pushing gets tough, you know, when the tough gets going, for whatever reason, Jared Goff chokes. Now, I've heard some rumblings that Calvin Johnson is mentoring Williams. This is just broke this week. Calvin Johnson met Jameson Williams. And imagine if he gets the tutelage of Calvin Johnson. Wow. Jameson Williams is going to be a fantastic receiver. We even haven't gotten the opportunity to see how deadly this guy's going to be. He was my number one ride receiver last year in the draft. I know he's going to live up to the billing. And then they added Jamar Gibbs on an already yeah. deadly offensive line. Huge things might happen in Detroit, but nothing can happen as long as Jared Goff doesn't get over that hump of becoming a decent quarterback. He's an okay quarterback, but I want him to like really excel, and that happens in the playoffs. This is the playoff team. I'm going to call it right now. Detroit will make the playoffs. It's up to them to make that extra little step to make it further down the playoffs. And I think that they could do it. I think they could win their first Super Bowl in a shocking way because that offensive line is going to be there. They got a decent head coach in Dan Campbell. And that defense, it's the mystery. They added Jack Campbell, an amazing middle linebacker out of college. They went to pluck C.J. Garner-Johnson from Philadelphia, one of the best defensive safeties that I saw last year. Grant, he might be playing nickel uh, or DB in this position in Detroit, but we'll see where he ends up. Detroit has a lot of upside this year, so that would be my number one team to win the Super Bowl for the first time. 
I like it. I like that pick a lot, Dominic. It's bold. It's gutsy. And, you know, it may even be the right pick as well. I think, like you said, though, for me, at Detroit, I'm not ready to buy into the hype just, just yet. I feel like there's been a ton of great things this team has done. You know, they kind of reminded me of the Cleveland Browns uh, in years past. And, man, have they turned their franchise around with, a, with, with honestly, starting number one head coach, Dan Campbell. He's been, for me, the main reason that um, – this team is is uh, you know is is in uh, full belief mode because they definitely have reason to believe in themselves. And obviously, you add guys on the offensive side of the football, and you know this team is good. And you're right, they are a playoff team. Are they Super Bowl contender? You know, maybe, maybe not. Uh, but uh, you know, I kind of like where you're going with that. For me, it's between two teams, and you know, I took a second to pick, and I went right away with the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, you can make a case of the Buffalo Bills. But I was watching Good Morning Football earlier this week, and the question was, you know, are the Bills closer to the Super Bowl run now than they were last year? And I think the answer is no, and I think it's a clear no. Uh, I just think that I don't want to see this team as run out of gas, um, but I feel like their constant runs at potentially making a Super Bowl, I don't want to say they're ending now, but I, I just feel like teams are getting better in the AFC, and Buffalo had their chance, and they let it slip. You know, I, I feel like they let it slip, and... If they win the Super Bowl this upcoming year, would I be shocked? No, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't because they have the talent to do so. But if I'm looking at one team I'm betting my money on, it's it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, it's Joe Burrow. It's this offense. The the tree the trio of wide receivers they have. Joe Mixon they have who you know seem to uh, completely. I don't want to say turn his as NFL career around because he's had a good NFL career. But last year he showed why he was taken uh, so high up in the draft and why the Cincinnati Bengals team, not high up in the draft, but I should say why the Cincinnati Bengals team believed in him, uh, even with his off the field issues there, because he's a heck of a running back. And I think that he's the team, what makes this team so special because you could run the football, but we're past the football for days. They have a good, you know, obviously a great, if not the best quarterback in the NFL, I'd say definitely top three in Joe Burrow. Um, and the wide receivers are great. But when the passing game is not working, they could rely on Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon says, come on, boys. Let me put the team on this back for this drive. You know, let me get you this first down. And he may not get 16, 17, 18 touchdowns a season, Mixon. But he's a guy that's going to, you know, be able to take some pressure off this passing game. And he's going to make big plays and more plays than people realize. Uh, so that's why I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Yeah, I think this defense is, uh, you know, underrated and not talked about enough because of how good this offense is. But, you know, if I'm going between Cincinnati and, uh, and Buffalo, I'm, I'm definitely picking the Cincinnati Bengals now. You know, they've had their close runs, right? They've had their runs. They made it to the Super Bowl a few seasons ago, came close, lost to Los Angeles Rams. Uh, they had a good run last year. Unfortunately, a, a bad penalty late in the game put Kansas City over the top. Kansas City beat them. They lost in the AFC Championship game. This team has been competitive for the last few seasons now, really since getting Joe Burrow. Um, and, you know, if I think there's going to be a, a, a year for these guys, it may have to be this year because I think Buffalo will take a step back. Uh, and, you know, Kansas City, like we talked about, is a heck of a football team. The best football team probably right now, but I still think they need to go and add that superstar. So if you're Cincinnati, the time is now. you got to make the run. And I think that if I had to pick one team to be this year's Denver Nuggets, it would be the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, a lot of good teams to choose from, but for me, they are definitely that number one squad. So we talked about a few teams now looking for that first Super Bowl win and to finally host the Lombardi Trophy. Obviously, there's some uh, the big names out there, the Bills, the Bengals, the Chargers as well. Um, 
We, let's go with the teams, I guess, uh, a little bit uh, less likely this year to kind of host the Super Bowl. Um, let's go with the here. This is how long will the wait be here in, in the article. And we got the Panthers, Texans, Titans, Falcons, and Cardinals. Uh, obviously, these five teams have yet to host the Lombardi Trophy. If I were to throw it over to you, Dom, and ask you, who has the best chance of, of, of these five teams of uh, winning the first Super Bowl out of the Panthers, Texans, Titans, Falcons, and Cardinals? Who would you say that would be and why? You threw in the Titans in there? I did, and I knew you'd jump on them. How could I not jump on the <laughs> Titans? This team has been a football family, a football kind of like culture that I gravitate to. I love team first mentality football. No cocky superstar to disrupt the entire locker room. This is all team first mentality, and that starts with Mike Vrabel. It's all about schemes, man. The NFL is all about what kind of scheme are you going to put on the table? It's not complicated against Tennessee. It really isn't. They are going to run the ball down your throat. And granted, they have a Hall of Famer in Derrick Henry to do so. Every time you have that, you got a chance to win football games. The The clock obviously strikes midnight a lot quicker in football games against the Titans. And they honestly come out victorious more often than none because they have a very solid defense this year however i'm really perplexed as to who the superstar on this defense really is going to be i like simmons as a defensive tackle i think he's great i also like the guy they brought from san francisco aziz al shair this guy might not be on anybody's radar but keep an eye on this guy. I thought in San Francisco, he was a very decent football player surrounded by, obviously, a monster of a defense. He might be actually somebody that's, that San Francisco might be like, oh, man, he was a lot better than we thought. We'll find out definitely in Tennessee. I like him because there are all these underdogs. I like it because Ryan Tannehill is an underdog. No one believes in Tannehill. You yourself obviously saw him. Don't get me wrong. He is not that a great quarterback, but you don't have he's to be. He's not good. He's not good. Yeah, he's not he good. but he doesn't have to be that great when you have a beast <laughs> like Derrick Henry. I know that I'm probably the only one that's going to be singing Tennessee's praises all year long, but I got them winning the division because I believe in the system. I believe in the scheme with Mike Vrabel. Tennessee could very well win the Super Bowl. I thought you were going to pick that. And, I, you know, that's a great take, Dom. You hit a, a lot of great stuff there. And I think that the number one thing I want to highlight from what you said, and you're very right, is this team doesn't have divas, right? You look, the best player on this football team is who? It's Derrick Henry. And, you know, he's okay touching the ball nine, time, nine to, time, to ten times a game if they're winning the football game, right? He's not a guy that needs 25, 26 carries, that needs 150 yards in order to sleep well at night and his two touchdowns. He's okay winning a football game. Um, no matter how they do in the Tennessee Titans. So potentially if you're looking at best odds, it's probably the Tennessee Titans. I'm going to go with the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are the number one overall pick this year. They took Bryce Young. Okay, I'm happy they took Bryce Young. I really do like uh, the uh, the way that this team is running right now. Uh, I like their small additions in the offseason or may, maybe seem quote-unquote small, but may prove to be bigger. Miles Sanders uh, is, uh, is a good addition there out of the Philadelphia Eagles. And look, is this team a Super Bowl contender? No, they're not. But let's say if we talk about all these five 
teams I just listed as staying together with this core in the next five years. I really think I can see the biggest upside coming out of Carolina. I like Bryce Young. You know my thoughts on him. I was happy that Carolina took him number one. I think they did a great job there. Adam Thielen, I think he may be one of the more underappreciated football players we've seen in the NFL in the last little while because he hasn't had the chance to be wide receiver one. And maybe he's not a wide receiver one. Maybe he's a heck of a good wide receiver too. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll be up to guys like, uh, like Marshall there uh, in, in Carolina to kind of uh, prove that they could be a wide receiver one. But this Carolina team has a, has a pretty good amount of talent. And on the defensive side of the football too. And let's not forget Frank Wright, uh, head coach for this football team. You know, obviously he um, has had his, his ups and downs in the NFL. But I think that, you know, he's a guy that has played in a lot of places and he knows what it takes and how to deal with certain characters. And I think that I could see coach Wright kind of getting the most out of a guy like Bryce young and maybe fitting, hopefully uh, trying to get a guy like Adam Thielen fitting in this offense. Cause the team is pretty young uh, are the Carolina Panthers. And I think when you got a veteran coach like, like Frank, uh, Frank Wright, who unfortunately struggled with Indianapolis and you know, there's no sh way of sugarcoating that uh, I think this football team could be uh you know, the division winners, obviously, especially now with Tom Brady out and there's no clear cut winner, uh, clear cut favorite, I should say, for the NFC South. So Carolina, I think you have reason to be hopeful if you're the Carolina Panthers. Do I expect a Super Bowl run anytime soon? No, I don't. But if I was a betting man, I'd put my money on the Carolina Panthers to uh to be the the next team out of those five, or I should see the the first team out of the five to toast the Lombardi trophy, because I think they're heading in the right direction. They're building the franchise the way you want to build with quarterback coaches bringing in veteran guys bringing in young guys to kind of boost booster up this offense so while carolina may not uh, you know turn some heads this year i think you know three four years this conversation now with the carolina panthers may be a heck of a lot different than it was in years past long term who knows sky's limit even this year who knows that division is super weak it's all about whether or not frank bright who i've been a fan of sometimes but in the playoffs he's coached terribly that's what frank wright needs to erase those playoff memories if you can yeah. do that this team is kind of like the misfits on offense they got all these rejects dj chart reject adam thieling reject miles sanders reject and it goes on and on hayden hearse etc 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 if they find a way to gel together not with bryce young this year i've said it before bringing Andy Dalton for one last kick of the can to get one last run. Bryce Young, next year, the future's bright. However, now I'm already starting to hear rumblings that Bryce Young is going to start week one. If they do that, I'm sorry, Panthers fans. I am really, really thinking that the Panthers are going to go in the wrong direction. You can't build Bryce Young I, with his stature week one in the NFL. I'm sorry. If I see that guy week one, he's one hit away from honestly losing his entire career. And how can I say that? How can you lose your entire career? It's just because football's predicated on confidence. And at the QB position, it's all about developing your confidence. I don't see this guy being able to sustain his confidence after year one and let alone where that's going to bring him in the future i hear all the things about bryce young being an amazing able to be able to process information extremely quickly and dissect defense you're going to have to make me a believer i'm going to have to see it because he is one short small scrawny quarterback and that scares the daylights out of me 
That's why I would put the experienced veteran in Andy Dalton with all those veterans around him. But I can make the, the other case saying that, hey, listen, he won't need to rely so much on other players. So sorry, let me rephrase that. He won't be needing to rely so much on himself since mm-hmm. he'll have so many veterans to guide him the way. That's an argument you could make. I'll have to wait to see. It it all falls on down onto whether or not Frank Wright can coach the daylights out of this team because this team is extremely talented on defense. Now, can they put enough points on the board to be relevant this year? That's a great, great stuff and a great, uh, great analysis there. You know, I'll kind of my take on, I like getting, letting quarterbacks go out there and making the mistakes in their first year. But of course, like, you know, um, a lot of guys have obviously sat their first year, first two years, and learn under great guys. Andy Dalton, you know, while he he's a guy that, you know, hasn't, uh, you know, not to sound harsh, but hasn't really necessarily been a winner. He's struggled in the playoffs. He's a guy that can come in there and you potentially, uh, you know, show the uh, show the ropes to to a younger guy like Bryce Young. Andy Dalton, you know, there's a reason he's been on several teams, right? You can look at it like he's been on several teams because nobody wants him. I think he's been on, like, that is potentially true. He's also been on so many teams because teams know what they got in him and teams know they could always use a guy like him. But I absolutely love the way you describe this Carolina Panthers offense. A bunch of misfits, and that's, you know, that's super well said. A bunch of wide receiver twos, running back threes. Um, and, you know, I think that, you know, what more of a chip on the shoulder do you need than something like that, right? Guys that, you know, that didn't work out uh, in other places that potentially had, you know, decent careers, but unfortunately weren't able to stay long-term and, uh, you know, and eventually got the boot out of whatever teams they were currently on. So, yeah, I think that's why Carolina could be a fiery team. And, um, you know, I, I we've talked about it on the show a lot, just the NFC South and who we think are the favorites. And yet, like, I think every week I ask you, and uh, every week we kind of have a different answer now, just because you look at Tampa Bay and it's like, okay, we're – you know, where are they headed? Who's going to be the quarterback there? You know, whether it be Baker Mayfield. Um, and then, you know, you got Carolina, obviously, as well. You got um, you got Tampa Bay. You got the New Orleans Saints. You got the Atlanta Falcons. So it's like, who is, you know, which of these four teams has an identity? And I'm not sure any of these four has an identity uh, right now. Because I think you could look at all, uh, all of these teams and say, you know, there's major, major holes uh, on these teams. But there's also reasons to be kind of excited uh, for uh, for the, the the NFC South and you know what it brings and look it may not be a team that comes out of this uh, out of this division as has a Super Bowl uh, you know run in them but we've seen like the Seattle Seahawks right when Marshawn Lynch had that crazy run um, against the New Orleans Saints they came in I believe the record was seven and nine and they shot the world with those Saints right they beat Drew Brees so they could potentially be a team from this division that does that this year you just never know in the NFL. Yeah, the biggest mystery is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers finding out which quarterback is going to be starting week one. And I have a feeling it's going to be Kyle Trask. I think that's the way you should go. I think Baker Mayfield, he had his time in the the sunlight and he just wasn't able to to deliver. And that's why I'm having problems as well. You're absolutely right when we say, oh, I like this team this week, this team next week, because this division is up in the air like no other division in the NFL. We just don't know how it's going to look when it's all said and done. We need to see training camp and we need to see at least five. I hell, I won't even know after five weeks of the regular season, it's that tight in the NFC South. But if I go down to coaching, I just love Arthur Smith. I loved him last year. I mean, that at the end of the day should be the winner, but I just don't trust Desmond Ritter as far as I can throw him. And that might be Atlanta's downfall. So the quarterback situation clearly is, the enigma of this division and we'll see what happens starting 
week one in the NFL, but I can't wait to see how it turns out to be. Oh man. Yeah. It's going to be exciting. I feel like preseason and uh, all that good stuff cannot come soon enough. Uh, just, uh, oh man, it's a long, long wait. Uh, is it ever in the, the, the NFL in the off season? Look, the schedule release is great. All that stuff is, um, is, uh, is is really really cool but you know you want to kind of get uh <laughs> you want to get stuff going and you want to uh you know the season to begin a heck of a lot sooner rather than later uh we talked about like you said QB battles that we have a few minutes left on the show QB battles you know maybe Kyle Trask uh, their Baker Mayfield as well uh and uh, you know some cool some cool battles uh at the quarterback position obviously there's the main ones right you got you know San Francisco what's going to happen there who's going to be quarterback there are there other QB battles Dominic that you're kind of keeping an eye on that you know feel that Potentially, maybe we haven't really talked about or even battles for quarterbacks at the quarterback two and quarterback three spot, right? Because, look, there's some teams that know who the quarterback one is going to be. But as we've seen in the NFL, that, uh, you know, health is uh, is obviously everyone's number one concern. And quarterbacks have dropped like flies over the course of the last few seasons. So even being a, a backup in the NFL and a QB two is not a bad spot to be because your number could be called at any time. Uh, so maybe battles there that you think uh, that are going to be interesting to follow in the offseason and in preseason that you'll be keeping, uh, keeping a close eye on as the season begins. Oh, I've talked about it last week a little bit, but yeah. I'm keeping my eye on what's going on with the New England Patriots yeah. at the QB position between Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I don't know what's my fan in me is kind of like rooting for Bailey Zappi. I have no dog in this fight whatsoever other than seeing a guy coming out of college throwing roughly almost like 50 frigging chucks a game. That to me demonstrates a guy that should own the quarterback position if you're throwing the ball 50 times a game you should own that position like i truly believe billy zappi has a potential depending the offensive scheme to maybe even be a, a star in the nfl especially when your coach is bill belichick i want to see a spread offense under billy zappi and i think we're going to see it this year in new england by week five if mac jones is in three for at least Three wins and two losses, he's gonna get yanked and Billy Zappi will enter. And maybe he'll enter, he'll even enter week one. But that's what I'm looking at. I'd love to see the Patriots find their new quarterback and why not bring in Bailey Zappi? That is great stuff there. And I, I love that the, the fan in you is rooting for Bailey Zappi. And I think that, you know, it may be a closer, uh, you know, debate and back and forth than people realize. For me, I, we just talked about them the Atlanta Falcons, Desmond Ritter. And Taylor Heineke. I love Heineke. I think the only way I could describe him is a dog. And like what I mean by that is he's scrappy. And I feel like we haven't seen a quarterback like him in a very long time. We're all these cute, finesse quarterbacks. Uh, you know, I make sure I don't get hit. You know, make sure that I get the rough in the passer call when need be. Make sure I don't get any dirt uh, on my pants. They, Taylor Heineke is not that. He's like a running back in a quarterback's uh, body. And he's a guy that loves taking the hit. He loves throwing his head down. And he's a guy that has really no, uh, I guess you can say, uh, no kick about his body and I mean that as a compliment because he does whatever he can to get his team winning the football game I hope he's going to be the starter for Atlanta Falcons and that's one that I'm keeping an eye on is the Taylor Heineke Desmond Ritter debate there uh, there's a lot to follow on there's a lot of battles you know that's what training camp is about training camp is underway and I just love love this time of year now we're just a few months away from the start of uh, preseason and I don't think that could come soon enough so Dom thank you for the great show thank you to everyone who is listening that is it for this week of the Power Hour we'll be 
be back next week, same place, same time. And yeah, hope to, hope you enjoy the show. And like we always say, without you guys, there is no show. So thank you for tuning in. And yeah, catch us on Spotify and on CJLO. Thank you. And we'll be back, like I said, next week, same place, same time. Enjoy, uh, enjoy the start of the summer. You were listening to CJLO, 69 a.m. in Montreal. <laughs>